Welcome to What Is It All For, a podcast designed to help you grow your online business and pursue a spacious, satisfying life at the same time. We're your hosts, Jason and Caroline Zook, and we run Wandering Aimfully, an unboring business coaching program. Every week, we bring you advice and conversations to return you to your most intentional self and to help you examine every aspect of your life and business by asking, what is it all for? Thanks for listening, and now let's get into the show. And I'm here too. <laughs> let's give them the glasses update. They've always wanted. <laughs> installment 11 of the glasses saga of 2021 glasses saga 2021 who says it like that no one here it comes folks just when you thought hey hey hey! what's What's the voices thing we're doing today what's Uh, that oh i just thought it was like creating like an atmosphere you know like all of them were like different like sing song i'm in Uh and then you do like some dramatic reading Uh of your glasses Mm -hmm. yeah yeah you're feeling better I'm feeling better. This this is the update we've been waiting for. Yeah. If you're like, if you've been waiting for the happy ending to the yeah. story, yeah. it's pretty much this. This is about as good as, of a happy ending as we're going to get. And it's a great one because yeah. I am officially, we're about a week into my new glasses. Yes. The spins are gone. Wow. Your girl. Visual vertigo. Visual vertigo. Has sayonara. taken a trip. <laughs> Where are they gone? Where are they gone? And I can't even tell you the actual. I can tell you. You're a person again. I'm a person again. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. You I don't, can laugh. You don't I can struggle joke. to like Exist. live every day. Exactly. Yeah, not to like belittle people who go through like much more oh, difficult no, things. Of course not. But I just mean for our specific circumstance here. Yeah. Your life was a lot more difficult these past six weeks every single day of your life. 100%. And now I feel like I have this new lease on life where like the smallest things are just the most joy-filled List thing. a couple quick. Oh, just being able to turn over in the middle of the night. That's a good one. Flip over yeah. in different positions, which I was not able to do without spinning. Uh-huh. I It's just a miracle every time. I wake up in the morning and my first thought is not like, don't move because you're going to spin. It's like, oh, it's a new day. Yeah. yeah. I woke up. Cool. Yeah. Um, I can do workouts, harder workouts. Yeah. I can do... You celebrated a burpee yesterday? I, I, I did burpees and I was like so happy to do them. Wow. And I was like, whoa, this is a different yeah. life that I've been living. Yeah. Um, you can hang out in the kitchen. Hanging out in the kitchen. There was like a weird vortex in our kitchen that yeah. like you went in there. I think it's probably like the lighting and It was whatever. the dizzy zone. Yeah, it was the dizzy zone. Um, d- d- Very different than Discovery Zone. Dizzy Discovery yeah. Zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout I never, out got, to- never got to go to Discovery Zone. Uh, it, it happened was- at the wrong time in my, my uh, age. Really? So I was like too old when oh, Discovery right. Zone you got were too popular. Old. So like I wanted to go, yeah. but I was like 14 and they're yeah. like, no... For us growing up, uh, the Discovery Zone was actually pretty far away from our house, but there was like a knockoff called Kid Sport. Uh, <laughs> Kid Sport. House. And when I tell you, first of all, I had a very, I, I mean this not joking, a very traumatic experience where my older brothers locked me in a, I say locked, I was not locked. Um, let me describe it. this for everyone. <laughs> yeah. We were in like the Kid Sport party zone. Okay. okay. There was like a closed off area that uh-huh. was like just for parties. And they have these like padded uh this was like a a hexagon maybe it was an octagon with with it almost like picture a donut yeah but you're giving me so many shapes it's just a space honestly it's it's really important i think this is important for my processing okay Okay. Okay. picture a a donut hexagon octagon of a hexagon 
Okay. <laughs> a hexagon. You just made that up. <laughs> well, I'm getting nervous because I'm telling you about my trauma. Yeah. A hexagon. Yeah. But the center is popped out. Okay. Okay. And then the height of this hexagon, though, is like three or four feet. Yeah. And so if you were to turn that on its side, you could put a child in the middle and you could like, you know, roll it. Sure. Kind of like a barrel and you would roll. Uh-huh. So that's cool. You could do a lot of different things with it. Uh-huh. But if you stand it up. You can put a child in the inside, and then you can actually find another padded weird and you can thing. Lock them in. And you can put it on top and lock them in. Yeah. Yeah. My older brothers thought it'd be funny to lock me in. Yeah. And you wonder why I have claustrophobic. There you go. Like things. I'm serious. It really affected me. Yeah. You can't be in an MRI machine. I can. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's you like my watch nightmare. that happen in a movie? And you're like, no. That's my nightmare. No. Is an MRI machine? What's up? Uh, I like to think my visual of kid sport because I've, I've never been. Is you walk in and it's like a big open like yeah. there's turf on the floor. Uh-huh. There's one small trampoline, not even a big one. <laughs> there's this hexagon octagon donut situation, <laughs> and there's like three folding tables <laughs> with pizza that they just thawed in a freezer. I'm sure it was else. that, That's but like in sport. my brain, it was like a fantasy factory. And then Discovery Zone is like to the nines. There's ball all pits the everywhere. colored balls. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I also had like still have nightmares about picturing like a you know those covered slides the yeah, tubes yeah, yeah love those um I have a nightmare of like where it dips down and so you get stuck at the bottom yeah. oh my god and you're now, like trapped here's a question and you can't get back for up. everybody listening to this are Guys, you it's making me panic Hold are on. you an enclosed slide fan or an exposed slide fan well because here's my thing what I actually going down the exposed slides you went to Blizzard Beach in Florida correct did you ever go there? Sh- oh yeah Blizzard yeah. Beach yeah yeah so they have some, like, you go pretty fast on yeah. the exposed ones. I'm a larger person. Uh-huh. I always thought my weight would just shoot me out the side. Oh. So I always wanted an enclosed one because guess what's going to happen? I'm not shooting out any sides. Yeah, if it's a water slide, I think enclosed. Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to be exposed like a, to the elements. But if it's a dry slide, <laughs> I, I, I need some sort of... I don't want to do an enclosed dry slide just enclosed, for, the, just for the scritching of my skin. If I it's guess. enclosed... I feel pretty confident, and it's a water slide. I feel pretty confident that something's going to propel me out. Right. And what I'm trying to communicate to you is yeah. when it's a dry slide, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid no I'm going to get stuck. You're going to get stuck. I'm afraid I'm going to get stuck. And and there's going to be an angle, and I'm going to, like, Tommy gonna, Robinson's going to come some down next. Some firefighter's going to have to come with, like, a Jaws of Life or and Tommy get Robinson's going to come down next and just smash into you. Who's Tommy Robinson? Whoever that friend was. You had Tommy Robinson growing up who got in the slide after you. You guys were friends growing up. Tommy Robinson. You know Tommy Robinson. <laughs> All right, that's our preamble for today. Hope you guys really enjoyed that little. <laughs> we, we sort of. Your glasses are feeling better. My, I feel great. Yeah, which is yeah, just not completely. Fantastic. Like, yeah. there's still an adjustment period, and I'll be honest. Like, we said that I haven't really tried to adjust to the neural lenses yet, and I'm like a little bit scared that I'm gonna do that. And it's for gonna... those of you who don't know, you have a faraway pair of glasses that yeah. are prism lenses that you're wearing right now that have made you feel better, and you have a close-up, super fancy neuro lens i call yeah. them nootropics yeah. just because i like to get that are supposed to be f- like to help with computer work and close-up right. stuff so i have to adjust to those but i'm like really not looking forward to having discomfort again so i'm right now i'm just sort of like yeah just wearing the far ways for everything because yeah. it feels good well yeah and i still can tell i'm healing like my eyes are still very sore yeah. very tired very fatigued but i have to focus on how much better yeah. i feel which exactly. is a lot yeah all right, so welcome to part three of our travel uh, series here. You already know that from the title of this episode. Uh, yep. We've spent the last two episodes waffling about. We've just, yep. imagine us as like a seal that like came out of the ocean and just is flip-flopping around. around on the beach. That's us. Just having fun. We don't know. That's us. That's how we've been dealing with things. 
I'm not going to say this episode has like a lot of concrete plans <laughs> that we're going to share. We're still in the flip floppy stages. Sure. But I think we've come to one important decision, which is our like business slash content plan with this travel, yes. which we'll get into. And then we're starting to get into the real nitty gritty, the Zooks love notion part of this journey. Planning for packing and like oh organizing. Everything related Every to this trip cube, is in notion. What's going to go into that packing cube? Oh my God. What are the dimensions of those things? How will they optimally fit so that there's no space left? We're not going that far, but we are listing out all the things. So we'll get into that. So let's let's uh, jump into right away. What did Some we decide? Some decisions. Okay. Well, last episode, I kind of told you afterwards. I was like, "What do we even talk about?" Because I blacked out. Yeah. Because like, yeah, yeah. I was still adjusting my glasses. But I remembered that we did discuss a lot of things about the business, and it did actually help me come to some decisions. Yeah. Which was that this whole time, I think I had been fixating on this idea of starting up this new brand, right? To try and monetize it, or I just it's a thought, great opportunity. I just thought it's a great opportunity, yeah. and so. But what I realized which is a lesson that we've learned that we need to relearn all the time is just because you can do something or because it is a good opportunity doesn't mean that you should. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it's right for you. And so every time I kept thinking about it, I was like, well, it just makes so much sense. Like, you know, a dedicated audience of people who are interested in travel. And yeah. then there's Don't so many ways to monetize. Yeah, Don't yeah, muddy yeah. the waters. Like, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, yeah, but it's so much extra work to mm-hmm. then come up with a content plan just for that and then to still nurture our business that makes us money by the way now two businesses yeah and so i thought oh i've actually just been fixating on this because it felt like the most smart strategic business thing but the most smart strategic business thing isn't always what's right for you and your life circumstances and so once you kind of planted the seed of the idea of like well what if we didn't do it and what if we just shared about this trip on our wandering aimfully brand yeah which fits very nicely which into the name. fits great which why does it fit nicely into well, that because brand? wandering aimfully was originally supposed to be a travel blog that's yeah. the name of it yeah because we that's how we like to travel is we like to you know leave room for exploration and discovery but we like to be very intentional and specific about the places we're going, the things we're doing. That's the aim. The restaurants fully. we have booked. The restaurants, yeah. the spas, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> As you do. And so um, it just made a lot of sense. And I was like, oh, okay. I've just been fixated. You know how you sometimes get an idea yeah, in your oh, head yeah, yeah. and you can't think of anything else. And so once we had last episode, I thought, oh, well, that actually makes a lot of sense. And it's more synergistic yeah, than I, I would think. I think what's really interesting about this part of the discussion is that it's not one of those decisions that's so cut and dry because we're really excited about the slow travel brand that we were going to create. Right. Like we'd bought a domain. We've been talking about content ideas. We've been talking about like how this fits in differently than like all the videos that you watch. That's like, I've watched 20 to 30 videos on traveling to Lisbon at this point. Everyone wants you to go to this museum, yep. to this church, to this, this lookout, tourist attraction. this elevator, this tram, this pastige donata, like it's all those things. And it's like every video is the exact same. And I, I'm just sitting here going, there is a gap here for people who don't want to necessarily do those things. But just because we're excited about it, just because there is an opportunity doesn't mean it's right for us. And I think what really helped us last episode was to actually, and this is what we talk about with anybody in any business, whether you're trying to travel or just create a new business or offer or whatever, is to really look at the hours it's going to take. Exactly. And really break it down and go, well, what is this really going to do? And then what's the end result? Like, what is my best outcome for this? And is that worth all the time that I would sacrifice 
just living abroad, which is what we want to do, where we would now be more working abroad <laughs> because we've created this third business that has to be fancy and have this whole brand and have this whole plan, as opposed to what I actually really think is the smarter decision for us is have everything we're going to do under the Wandering Aimfully brand. So that means our travel videos weekly, they're going to go on our Wandering Aimfully YouTube channel. Our travel content is going to go on our Wandering Aimfully Instagram. And that's it. And, yeah. and we're trying, I think now we're trying to figure out, are we going to write travel articles, like kind of recapping our experiences? Or are we just going to do what literally everybody's doing nowadays, which is you're using Instagram as your blog, mm -hmm. basically. And, or and your that's, vlogs as your blog. Yeah, and that's been going on for years. And then what we do, the strategic part of that then becomes, okay, at the end of every video, we can have a plug for Wandering Aimfully Unlimited, our, our product, and say, if you want to create a business for yourself or, or grow your online business that you already have, we can teach you what we've learned and you can join our community and all that stuff. And and every video that we make that's a travel video can be a lead into that business. Well, I will say we did kind of luck out in that there is an alignment between the experience of us traveling and being able to work remotely anywhere and then selling a coaching program. Because yeah. literally what we do in our coaching program is tell you how to better optimize your online business. And so this content of us living abroad and us having the flexibility to do that is almost an outcome and a selling point of our program. And I understand not everyone's in that space yeah. where like, you know, if you have a business that's not related to that, it would be harder to make this decision. But yeah, now that I can see it's like almost I look back and I'm like, oh, that was actually probably not a good idea to I, I see all the pros to yeah. creating its own brand. But when you're a two people team, a two person team, you have to, you know, take advantage of every overlap that you can find because it just keeps things more simple. And also, I think it's about knowing yourself and knowing your classic pitfalls. And for us, a classic pitfall is getting so excited about creating something new, but not realizing how much work it, it's going to take and like biting off more than we can chew and also realizing instead of making something completely new can we just take part of that and put it into an existing thing and make that thing more valuable or right. more interesting and and so there's there's actually a lot of stuff that i want to do you know from like a uh wandering aimfully members only perspective mm -hmm. that we've talked about is like that could be a business opportunity for the slow travel brand but now it could just be a bonus for wandering Amphley folks which sure. which i think would be really fun to do like our travel spending reports mm -hmm. and and really just show like you know what does it look like to live the life that we're living and and not as like a this is just how much money we're spending we just want to share that but like here's some of the things we're learning that like we thought we needed or we don't need or whatever well full disclosure this is a sticking point that we have been yeah we have to figure this out yeah, yeah i just wanted to share yeah. with people like you know, we have gone back and forth on this a little bit because, and I'll just share my perspective, is that the amount of money, so there's a reason why a lot of the travel content you see is all about budget travel and what we, you know, hostels, how, one flip flop, hostels, one flip flop, yeah. you guys know the content we're talking about and how much money, you know, we spent. And it's, it's all about accessibility in saying this, this lifestyle is available to you for this amount of money. You can make it happen. Now, we have no interest in traveling in that way. We have worked really hard in order to get our business to the place where now we can travel with like a little bit more upscale accommodations, a little bit more experiences, not being so budget conscious. And my whole thing to Jason is like, I don't know how helpful it is to share a spending report at a monthly like 
amount that is not going to be what most people are spending. Yeah. And and what I keep coming back to like, is... I don't know how it feels not showy to yeah. be like, this is how much money we're spending. And I think there's a lot we just have to figure out on this, right? Like we're still in the space of talking through it and like thinking about it. But I do think there's an interesting... Uh, position for us you know for our members too right like this this content would be members only we're not trying to monetize this content as like a selling point but to say hey guys just we just love transparency so we love sharing this is exactly how much we're spending maybe you've also seen the hostile one flip-flop videos that are like you can live in bali for 150 dollars a month somehow and like eat meals and be a human Mm -hmm. but then also like it's going to cost us ballpark ten thousand dollars a month for what we're doing that's just an estimation i have no idea if that's true or not my hope is that in sharing that, the person watching it can go, oh, I have no interest in spending that amount of money or like that's, you know, beyond because I'm also not two people. I'm one person. Mm-hmm. I can actually go to the middle of that or below the middle of that. And that's my comfort zone. Like that's where I want to be. Mm-hmm. So it just shows them what it looks like, because I think we're even looking for this type of content to be like, how much does it cost to live as a full time traveler? And the only things we can find are hostels, flip flops. I got my flight last minute for $13 and they set me under the plane and that's where I took my 30 hour trip, you know? And I just think, I think we do have to keep talking about it. We'll have more internal discussions than we probably will record it here and figure out how that fits in. And then if it doesn't, we won't do it. And I'm Yeah. And I mean, I think the easy answer here is also just ask, ask the Waymers and see yeah. like, because the, that is the type of content where I could see it being just for our community because they have so much context with us that they would know that it's not just for right. showiness. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I, I get I, that. I don't see it as being something that we talk about in the videos on YouTube. I don't see it as something that we put on the sales page on Wondering Infinite. It's just like a, it's a nice to have that mm-hmm. they get that they're like, a oh, curiosity. that's cool. I get to see like how much it costs for them to travel full time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So anyway, that's kind of where we're ending up on the biz strategy content living under wandering aimfully being a vehicle to also be marketing for wandering aimfully because we've talked a lot about you know uh, we're going to continue to do weekly newsletters on wandering aimfully Mm -hmm. email newsletters pretty sure we are what's the content though yeah and also what's the podcast going to be like is the preamble going to start to be the podcast no 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 oh is the preamble going to be like, what are we up to in our travels? Gotcha. And then we do an episode on a business topic. Some type of business topic. Yeah. I mean, this could become a full-time travel podcast. Like we may have so much to share from our travels. We just don't even talk about business. <laughs> no. We've just become, we're Rick Steves basically is what's no. happening. I'm just kidding with you. That's the point is I don't want it to become a full-time yeah. travel thing. I want to seamlessly integrate our experiences, but I always want to make sure that this is helpful for people and that we keep in mind being a valuable resource for people to come to and I just don't think that it's it's fun and it's entertaining but it's maybe not you know valuable for someone to it doesn't help anyone in their existing business to be like oh well these people are gallivanting all over the world maybe it does help them though maybe you never know we don't know all the answers. We don't know all we the answers. That's for answer. sure. We actually don't know any answers, yeah. to be honest. I, I think everyone listening knows that well enough. Yeah. Now. All right. Let's talk about the fun thing that popped up on our radar. So that kind of uh-huh. wraps up the content strategy, what we're doing, what we, you know, uh-huh. whatever. Um, actually, ooh, before that, ooh. before that, before that, because it's kind of still in the content zone. Uh. Cliffhanger. Um, not the movie, because Sly Stallone's problematic. Uh, let's talk about the lead up content uh-huh. that we're thinking about starting to share. Yeah, so now that we have made the decision of like, oh, this is going to live under Wandering Aimfully's existing channels, we have thought, we've been looking up a lot of YouTube videos. Lots. um, About packing, about just the experience of trying to travel. And it, I cannot find 
a something that is like people doing what we're trying to do yeah what i want is the lead-up content right. of what did you think about how, how did you go about planning this trip all this stuff can't find it what were you afraid of and what how you did you squash of? those fears yes yeah um especially someone with anxiety yeah like, absolutely you're getting ready to go across the world like what's that experience like how did you work through your anxiety I want all of that and it doesn't exist. And so when I see that it doesn't exist, I want to create it. Yeah. And um, so we've been talking about, do we start to do some sort of lead up travel content on our YouTube channel as well? Now, do you think we have enough time in our YouTube schedule of the existing content that's being posted every week to fit this in? I don't know. We're so busy with all the content that's going <laughs> up there. You know what I mean? How many videos have we posted on YouTube in 2021? Well, it's just never been our priority. No, no, no. I know. Oh, I don't know. In 2021, zero? I think it's one. What I think it's just it? our yearly planning and notion video. Oh yeah, I remember that. Isn't that funny though? It's funny. So I, I kind of what I have surmised from our conversations about this is I think we want to make like ten to fifteen minute videos at most. And it's really talking about, okay, we're getting ready to be full time travelers. How are we thinking about what we're packing? Okay, what are we deciding right. on that? And it's, you know, what have we looked at? What have we what do we like? What do we not like? What are we comparing? What you know, and it's yeah, it's a lot of that conversation because I even find myself looking for like an away travel bag video, but like I've used it for six months. What do I think about it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All I'm getting are the like, this is a review. I got one. Here's every zipper. And here's, here's all the things. And, and I'm like, great, I understand how a bag works. Like, I, <laughs> I want to know that you've tried. And then there are a couple. Like, I've definitely seen a couple yeah. of people have them for a year. But I think it's also like, well, what else are you comparing? Why are you making that decision? How much stuff are you fitting in there? And most people are packing those types of bags for like a three-week trip. Yeah. Or like a one-month trip. But the thing that I've been looking up is like, if you're packing for three weeks, you're packing for a year. Yeah. Because it's like, you can rotate everything. Right. So yeah, it's a little I, different because of seasons, but anyway. Yeah, but I think you're right. Like I think some other the some of the other video topics are like you deal with anxiety. How are we thinking about you know managing that? And that's a lot of like, well, we're not going to be doing quick back to back travel constantly. Yeah, it's like what are the kind of like roadrunner rules of our travels that is that helps me in thinking about my anxiety. I even told you the other day I was like, I think it would be really important for my anxiety to know that if. Like, I need an escape hatch. Right. I need to know that if I come to you and I say, hey, this is getting to be too much. And I think you know by now, I'm not going to say that at the first hardship. It's like, if, if, if it goes on for a month and it's really destroying my mental health to be traveling all the time, I need to know that I can come to you and be like, I'm calling, like, abort mission on this. Right. And you're going to be like, yeah, like, it's not worth it. If it's, if it's doing more harm than good, then we can go home. Yeah, you can go home. For sure. <laughs> I was waiting the entire oh time you were talking for that. So like, and I don't think that that's going to happen. Um, yeah, but we, there was another couple that we like followed knew online. Uh -huh. They started doing this and I think it was two months. They Three, I think two or three. Yeah. Two or three and months. they were just and like, this they isn't working. Stopped. Yeah. And they never shared why they stopped, but it was interesting. They were like, oh, okay. They stopped. Well, like, I, yeah. All they said was like, we didn't like, we didn't like this. It wasn't, yeah. you know, I, I think it was harder than they thought. And interestingly enough, I think they were also trying to do a lot of the like touristy things. So it's like, it felt like their like slow travel was actually turning into more like we're doing a lot of things. Yeah. And so, you know, you could see how that'd be overwhelming. But so, yeah, I want the ability to know that. I feel like there. I, I could be honest with you and you could be like, yeah. okay, like let's, let's pivot. I think in like a very much of the like Zook's style of doing things, uh -huh. we could come up with like a three strikes system uh -huh. where it's like, okay, first strike was like for the past two weeks, I've just been feeling super anxious and like, it's not getting any better. So it's right, like right, first right. strike. 
Second strike is like, we went to two separate places these past two and they were real stinkers and it wasn't fun. So that's second strike. I'm just like facetiously no, making things up. Yeah. So I think we could come up with some but, things But, but to... I think it'd be interesting to share a video like that. Also, you know, I've been um, preparing, like I'm going to reach out to my therapist because she's not a talk therapist, but I yeah. think it's really important that I have a talk therapist while I'm over there. Someone yeah. to talk to that's not you <laughs> about, you know, I know it's going to be challenging. I know that I, when I'm in a different environment and I don't have my routines, I feel lost sometimes and like but that's why part of why I want to do this in my life is to challenge those notions and to learn things about myself but I think it would be helpful to have like a support system yeah so what am I doing now to like seek out that person and make sure I have them lined up by the time I go over there um even something else I thought about is like I'm trying out different of my little like um essential oil things to figure out because I really want enough time it's, this sounds so random, but like I think people, some people will get it. I want enough time with that particular scent in order to form the the connections in my brain that it actually soothes me. Yeah. Um, to use it enough so that by the time I get over there, it's like, oh, okay, that this particular scent of lavender is very calming for me. Yeah. You know, because I've established that. And where you want to do those things, I want to do the like, okay, I make a handcrafted cup of pour over coffee every day of our lives and have for the past five years. Right. What's going to be your... What's my experience? And yeah. so like, do I bring the AeroPress? I'm thinking that through. Do I bring this like uh, travel coffee kit? Or do I just buy really good instant coffee, which I know for you coffee snobs out there who are like me, that sounds blasphemous. It's actually not. There are companies that make really good instant coffee. Yeah. And maybe it's just buying like a bulk bag of that and traveling with that. So it's like, I want to share some of those things. I even shared with you the other day, like I was going to try a different deodorant that yeah. lasts longer because I go through deodorant right now, the type that I use. This may not be interesting to anybody at all, but I'm sharing it. It's the, it's the details that everyone leaves out. But it's like, it's those things where I'm like, we're going to be on for a year though. Like I, I'm going through deodorant every couple of weeks. Right. It's or just, thinking through things that you might not have access to. Um, like we, we still have to talk about my vitamin yeah, we've got a vitamin oh regimen. We got to like, figure how out are we gonna do the like that? boxing up of that, and yeah, we just we we need to do we need to have a vitamin day. We need to sit down and, and just figure go. Out the vitamin yeah, like logistics. You know, I think we we talked to someone recently about this, but it was basically like let's just create a vitamin kit and like make a bunch of them for however long we think it can last. Right. And then we just have, but then it's like how long do you think they last? Like, should I go three months and then should I and then I can't make the kits ahead of time and like like somebody the. My doctor, she was like, you could have your parents right. mail them to you, basically. Yeah. But then I'm like, do you hey. think they'll, they could get through customs? Yeah. Also, my mom, I don't trust my mom. Okay, so I'm so that. glad you said that because I was just going to ask you, do you trust your mom or my mom more to do your pills? I don't trust anybody but me to do my pills. <laughs> that It's not yeah. a mom thing. It's like, a, I don't trust anyone but yeah. me to do my pills because... It, they all look, you know, a lot of them look the same and, and it's very important that you get them right. Yeah. And so anyway, we'll just have to figure just... this out. But this is this is, uh, I think, one of the videos we would like to make of like, what are the daily logistics that we go through that we're not a person who just like, oh, I took some emergency and now I feel fine. It's like, no, yeah. no, you have like a vitamin regimen that we need to like stick with every single day for you to feel normal. Right. And and. Yeah, because I do feel sometimes like the majority of travel content you see are people who are natural born adventurers and travelers who can just go. I'm like, I just watched a video last night of a person taking a, who was on a plane for 24 hours. It was two back to back 12 hour flights. And I was like, you person, that would 
actually i might die i might yeah. die if i had to do that <laughs> <laughs> my body would go into shutdown mode well, i yeah. can't physically do we're that we're even talking about splitting up our first trek over there right so it's like i do think that there's this like bias in travel content of people who are natural born roll with the punches yeah. roll into anything experience anything and you can be okay not a highly anxious person and a highly particular yeah. person yeah because i'm just as difficult as you are in oh, some it's just respects different yeah, yeah. you're particular yeah. and i'm anxious yeah it's like we both have this need for control in for different reasons. Yeah. Well, it'll be really interesting to like sit down and think through some of these ideas for this content and then start posting them and like having regular content on our YouTube channel because we literally haven't done that for two years, basically. Yeah. Um, but just to see if people are enjoying it and trying to like feel that out as us filming videos again together. Yeah. Because that's something that has been a sticking point for us in the past of you know, we both have ideas for how we want it to go. We both have ideas for how we want it to look. We, you know, and, and there's a time suck to it. Like making a good video that's not just us sitting in front of a camera hitting record and publishing, which is what we do for our Wayne members every Monday, which takes no time whatsoever. But actually like something thoughtful where we're trying to be helpful in some way and like mm -hmm. have B-roll and other things. Very quickly, we're going to get to like these videos take eight to ten hours. And that's just in like the full production of everything even if I'm just shooting it on my iPhone and we're using one small microphone. Mm -hmm. So so it's just, it's that stuff too, like thinking that stuff through and like trying to get through it. So anyway, if you guys are excited about that lead up content uh, of what, what it's looking like and the things we're thinking about ahead of time, let us know, shoot us an email. Uh, hello at Wandering Aimfully. Always love to hear from you. Been getting a, a handful of emails of people who said they've really enjoyed the travel content, by Great. the way, which is nice. Um, and a, a few of you who've also said uh, that you used to travel full time and that you started doing it with kids and it was actually easier than you thought it would be. So like, you know, all those things too, which are fun. So thank you for that, for those of you who've sent those in. Okay, let's talk about the fun thing that I brought up earlier and then oh, we yeah. pushed aside and now I'm bringing it back up. Oh yeah. So we, our plan is to stay pretty much in Airbnbs probably the whole time. Yeah, I mean, unless there's like a cool, when, when we were thinking about staying in places longer, like a month at a time. I was looking at some local apartment places, short-term rentals. But now that we're thinking about two to three weeks, probably two weeks at a place. Yeah. Airbnb makes the most sense. And maybe we'll do a cool hotel here and there yeah. for like a unique experience. Yeah. And I think the the big advantage of Airbnb that we're super excited about, which, you know, you, you haven't really used when you've used Airbnb domestically, is that you get a local. Like you get someone who lives in that area. Right. And you can say like, hey, I don't want to be a tourist. Like, where do I go that you would go to dinner? Right. Like, I don't want to go to the place that, like, all the people wearing khakis and a camera strapped around their shoulder are going. Khakis are fine if you want to wear them. Listen, it's just like we're not going to judge people for their khakis. That's that's your choice. Yeah, okay. Um, but I think that experience is really what we want. Like, someone's home, someone who lives there, etc. So, anyway, Airbnb has been on our radar. Yeah. Then... Then a bunch of travel people that we follow on Instagram, we both separately saw this, saw that yeah. they were sharing this article of this contest. Not contest is like a weird word for yeah. it. The program yeah. that Airbnb is launching where they are going to pick 12 people and companions of those 12 people to live anywhere for 10 months and pay, basically give them Airbnb credits yeah. to offset their costs and giving them like a travel stipend. So, you know, the whole gimmick is like Airbnb is going to pay you to live anywhere for a year is kind of the log line of it. Yep. Um, but it was so weird because we were like, OK, this is literally what we've been planning on doing. Yeah. Um, upon further inspection, it appeared like at first I thought, oh, it's a marketing thing. They're right. trying to get people yep. to 
you know, share about their experience as a marketing thing for Airbnb. Upon per- further inspection, it's a little confusing because it's like, well, this is what I thought. And I th- this is what you thought. I thought this is just, this is an internal thing for Airbnb that they want to work with 12 people, couples, families to know what it's like to use Airbnb to, to live full time right. for like a year, to be able to work anywhere, live anywhere, be anywhere. So do you think to develop a specific arm of the product yes. where it's for basically like digital nomad type yeah, because travelers. Airbnb has already moved into the experiences, right? So especially mm-hmm. through COVID, like that was a big thing that they got quickly, like they'd already had it, but they like really drummed it up. Where it's like, you can make coffee with this, you know, barista who lives in, you know, Portugal. And that was a fun thing you could do just over Zoom. Well, now obviously as travel starting to become a thing again, they're trying to, I think, create a whole program where you can go to places and now these experiences are built in and it's just like a set it and forget it with Airbnb. Like you just go to a place and it's already like almost booked. Like you just check a box and be like, yes, I want to do this. Yes, I want to do this. Yes, I want to do this. Maybe, but like, I don't know if that is what they're aiming to do, but I do know that based on what I was reading, it seems clear that they're trying to develop an arm of the brand that is specifically tailored towards this type of travel and this type of person. Yeah, I was just and saying that was part of it. Yes, of course. Yeah. And they are um, looking for people, I think, to be almost like guinea pigs totally. to, to build the product around how people actually use it, which is even cooler because it's like then, you know – there's not so much pressure on sharing about it, although I'm sure there will be some of that. Yeah, I, there's no doubt that if Airbnb is going to give you $45,000, which is kind of like the number that we've looked at, it's like kind of like the well, that Yeah, in the paperwork, that's, they're like the approximate price yeah. of the award is $45,000. Yeah. There's no way they're just going to give you that and be like, give us internal feedback. Like they're going to want you to share. Which is fine because we already share. But, we were already going to share. But anyway, how freaking cool when we saw this, I, this, it just and the timing of it happened to work out perfectly. I mean, it doesn't work out perfectly, perfectly because, again, reading the details about it, they, I think they would want people to start traveling in September of yep. this year. But the kind of interesting part, so obviously we're, we're not planning on going international until January. But the thing that is not exactly clear in the paperwork is, you know, we already have an Airbnb trip booked in September three, three to yeah. see my to see our families in Florida. So I'm like, does that count? And then like, would they pay for that? And then could we just do an Airbnb trip like October, November, December to kind of like, you know, still be in the program and then it would start counting international in January. Yeah. And, you know, in our heart of hearts, obviously, if it could start with us in January and like be, you know, the funding that we use to offset a lot of our housing costs for the entire year, that would be great. But hey, if we have to start in September because you know for the first half of next year we get that bonus you know of money we're going to save then that's fine and I think you know what a fun opportunity we get to figure out where should we travel once a month for the next couple months and we have the freedom and flexibility to do that which is really awesome so that gets us to the the whole application process is kind of interesting because you would imagine for something like this like it's going to be open for a while they're going to ask all these questions like all this stuff yeah the application process is only open for four weeks. Yep. It closes down like in a week as of recording this. It's extremely It's like short. three it, questions. It's two questions. Yeah. It's one longer question and one shorter question. Yeah. 50 words and 500 words. Yeah. 500 words Amazing. and 50 words. And so you're like, you kind of have to use that wisely, which yeah. we're trying to do. Also, we know it's open to like something like 30 countries. Right. 12 people they're picking. Yeah. So like we would count as one person. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, one we of us anyway. and, a, and a companion. Yeah. yeah. You guys know we're one person anyway. Yeah. Just kidding. Be your own person. Um, But so we know that the odds are very slim that we get picked. Okay. We're well aware of that. However, 
we like to have a positive mindset. Yeah. We like to, you know, manifest this into our lives. But how cool that at the same exact moment that we're trying to do this living and working thing full time, they're literally like, hey, we're looking for people who, yeah. who want to live and work all over the world. It's like, hey, that's us. Yeah. So we're obviously going to, you know, pour our personalities. We're going to talk about our hexagon donut stories in that 500 word. Yeah, the uh, whole thing's going to be about my hexagon that's donut it. claustrophobia. But you guys know us. We have to stand out in some way. So we are going to take it upon ourselves to create a website that accompanies this. Yeah, just like a little one pager. Yeah. I don't even know if they'll look at it or if they'll count that as like cheating. <laughs> yeah, but, but it, you they, might as well, right? Yeah, and we'd thought about like, oh, do we make a video for them? And then they, you read in the fine print that they're going to select the first round of finalists, and then they're going to ask you to submit a video. So you don't want to just so blow like you don't even make a video to then make another video. So we thought like, well, we can make websites, and that's something we you know we like doing. So maybe we'll just make one that's a one pager, like you said. Yep. We're not going to share any details. Um, but no, just, but I think that's a good lesson for yeah. anyone whether you're like trying to get a new job or you're trying to get it some opportunity or a brand partnership or a sponsor whatever it is yeah. going that extra step to show that you're willing to do something that most people are not going to do yeah. I think is really important um and yeah I mean when I stepping outside the box I've had a lot of sponsors if you guys don't know my history I had like 2,000 sponsors for a pre previous project that went on for five years but even after that I had a podcast of my own called the Action Army Podcast, and I wanted to get FreshBooks as a sponsor because they were sponsoring like all these different podcasts. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I'm not just gonna like email them. So I made a video of like a a thing, like a little segment that I could do every episode. Yeah, and it was FreshBooks with FreshBooks, <laughs> and I like recorded this video and I sent it to them, and they're like, okay, this is very creative. This is great. We don't need you to do this at all. Yeah. We will just sponsor your podcast. Yeah, and it's just a really good example of. Sometimes the like the thing that you do to stand out is not necessarily the, the, the thing. home run. Yeah, it's just the effort that you put in to create it totally. is the home run. And what I keep telling Caroline is our chances to win this thing are probably very low. Right, and that's totally fine. You know, again, positive mindset. We're going into it. Sure, this is this is an awesome opportunity. My thought, as someone who has worked with a lot of these larger companies, is. This is just a great foot in the door for us to Airbnb. Yeah, get on their radar. They may they may see this and go, oh great, like we're gonna we already have like our twelve people picked for this program, but now we know you exist and yeah. your plans. Yeah, maybe we'll just work with you separately, and you can become an Airbnb partner or a sponsor or whatever, and we'll just you know hook you up with some travel credits and like it works out for us that way. Yeah, that's a that's wishful thinking. I don't know. They may not even write back to us, and we'll never hear from them. But. It's an opportunity worth chasing down because it fits so in alignment with what we're trying to do. Totally. So, and we're already, you know, air, we already have used Airbnb for years and yeah. and we'll be using them for this trip already. So that's a fun thing. And that's yeah. something that's been fun to think about with this whole travel planning thing is what do we do for that? There was even one, uh, one of our Waymers, Cheryl, who applied, which is I really know. cool. So I, that's fun. I have a feeling other Waymers are going to apply too. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be great. I mean, listen, we're not like... We're not worried about competing with anybody. So, like, no, you hear like, this and you were you never didn't even know it existed. Uh, go for it. Apply for it. That's get awesome. In there. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, I think the last thing on our list here is to chat about our notion nerdiness. <laughs> notion nerdiness that we of have our going planning. On. Well, you really have brought me to the dark side. We were talking about this on our yes. walk yesterday. Not of Notion. You've brought me to the dark side of Notion. Yes, but you've brought me to the dark side of packing and planning. organization and planning. Yeah. We were talking the other day on our walk about how I used to just throw all my stuff into like my, my Vera Bradley duffel shul bag. shoulder duffel bag. This is when we first met when we were 
you know, whisking whisking me away to weekends to see each other when we were doing long distance for six months. It was so romantic. Yeah. Um, and I would just like throw my crap in a my Vera Bradley bag that I used in college. Yeah. And you were just like, what? Like, it's all just like in there. And I'm like, yeah, it's just thrown yeah. in there. Shoes and pants and shirts just literally crumpled up yeah. into one bag. And then, you know, when I got my roller bag, that was a big deal. Yeah. And then when I started, you know, getting pouches and organizing mm-hmm. some pouch, mm-hmm. some pouches. Yeah. And so it's been a journey yeah. to live up to Jason's expectations in terms of travel organization. But now I am fully yeah. into the dark side. So what we've started doing, and I give you a lot of credit for this because I just would have done this on my own because I didn't expect you to do it. But now that you're fully on board is in Notion. Yeah. We have a whole database database for everything, everything we're bringing. Every, every single item. Every single item we're bringing is we in the bringing. database. Yeah. And I think in total, it's probably going to be like, 300 items if i had to guess it's only 140 right now and it's like i know but i have an electronics bag with like individual okay. items and in i'm just saying like if we just sure, had to sure, give sure. like a full number i think we would be traveling with 300 items sure Granted, sure a sure. hundred of those maybe tiny cords little gadgets little gizmos right. like they take up no space but right now what we've started doing is caroline's carry-on bag okay that's just the thing now break that down a packing cube that's oh a large God. packing cube. Oh, it's so exciting. Now, what's that going to have in it? And so you've listed out, like, this is my, like, shirts and pants packing cube. Right. Not only that, though, list out the individual shirts and pants that it's are going It's so exciting. Now, what is important, this is why I think it's not just nerdiness. Yeah. But it's also, like, when you're, like, thinking of packing for an entire year. Yeah. You really got to be mindful of like seasons and do I have things for this scenario and what are the all the little items like I would so much rather give myself six months to try and think of everything than yeah. like save it to the last minute and also it's fun because you get to like live out yeah. the anticipation of the trip and um, yeah I just love organizing it by organizer and seeing like okay about this much will fit in a yeah. packing cube now only you know in our away suitcase, only this many packing cubes can fit in there. So then where does everything else fit? Yeah. What kind of backpack? You know. Do we want to talk about the uh, the moment of arousal that you brought to our relationship <laughs> <laughs> this weekend? Well, that's private. But yeah, uh, yeah Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone listening is probably like, wait, where's this going? Okay, Just Jason wait. has been watching many, many, many bag videos because oh, he's so excited about I've watched you know, them all. gear and stuff like that. And I've just, and obviously I haven't been feeling well. So I've just been like, I can't right don't now. Care I don't at care. All. Yeah. And literally over the weekend, I was like, I was planning my own thing and realizing that I need a bigger second bag. Right. So besides my suitcase. Just to catch everybody up, we're planning on doing two carry-on size rollers. Rollers. Probably the away rollers just because they're like sleek and whatever. And then we're both going to have a backpack on yeah. our back. So like that's our, everything that we own and travel with is going to be in those two right. items. Right. And I have a backpack, but it became clear to me that I was going to need something bigger. I mean, yeah. We're going to need a bigger boat. And so I texted Jason as... I don't know if you married or and or partnered up people out there just yeah. text each other from rooms, uh, rooms across the house. And I was like, hey, do you want to send me that uh, <laughs> this specific bag? Do you want to send me that video that you were watching of that specific bag? And he was like, I have never been more turned on. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> shut everything down. Yeah. It's time. And, and it was funny. Um, yeah. Cue the Barry White. Uh, like the, might go. as well yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is fun this is fun for me because this is the stuff I love is trying to figure out this is the optimizer in me like I I know that people would be like just get a bag like you'll figure it out and whatever but like I want to love this bag yeah I want to use this bag and know that it fits 
perfectly where I want it to fit. It holds all the things I want it to hold. It's maybe got a little bit of versatility, but then also knowing like, hey, you have a dedicated job bag and you do your job well. Yeah, and also everybody experiences joy from different things. And I think you experience joy from the satisfaction of everything having a home and a place. Absolutely. And so this is fun for you. And I also We we understand it's like a level of over analyzation that but it's fun yeah i i want to think through all the potential scenarios in which i need a thing to solve a problem when we're traveling and have that solved before we go so like one that popped up the other day was like this little it's a headphone jack that goes to a little bluetooth module that's about the size of like a stamp like a postage stamp and if you're on an airplane and you don't have a way to bluetooth you don't have to use the crummy corded headphones airplane headphones plug this device in and it syncs to your airpods or to your over your headphones and it makes any airplane armrest port bluetoothable and i was like this is the problem we will run into as we are traveling i want it to be solved in my bag yeah those are the things i love like i've already been thinking about like when you spill pasta sauce on your beautiful white dress we're getting some shout to go wipes i'm gonna have this those in my bag already added shout to go wipes to, to the amazon wish the list. amazon wish list yeah it's in there also, we're not going to have Amazon when we're traveling. Let's use it to its fullest potential. I actually Googled this morning, where do you have access UK. to Amazon? UK, Spain, Germany. Those are just a couple places. Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I just, I think we're definitely going to need some of those things. But I also want to just be prepared and feel like, got it all. Like, we already sorted this out. So anyway, that's what we've been up to. That's what we've been talking about. The notion nerdiness is in we're full effect. We're deep into it. We're just enjoying it. Yeah. Because honestly, it seems far away, like six months away. But I think it's going to be here before we know it. And I do not want to be overwhelmed and stressed at the beginning of this trip. I want to totally. feel prepared. I want to feel I also like there's space to enjoy We've talked about this. It. We've got this Florida trip at the end of September through October. It's three weeks we're going to be traveling. I would really like for us to like... Do a our dry run. full kit or everything is in our possession, packed, and this is us traveling with those items. This is us. Because I want to see what are we missing? What does this look like? What's too How much? How many what shower wipes need? do we use? Like, granted, we're only going to Florida, so like, it's going to be hot. Like, it's not going to be yeah, cold exactly. weather. You're not going to have all of it. But though. I want to pack everything. Like, I want to figure out my, you know, like, warmer shoe situation. If we're going to be in Ireland, it's going to be raining. What's that going to be? I'm packing it to our Florida trip, even if I don't wear it, because I want to make sure it all fits perfectly. It's a good idea. No, no, that's what we're doing. Oh, okay. Yeah, for sure. Uh, All right, so we have one episode left before we take a little break from the podcast for a month, so that's next week. If you have any questions you want us to ask about our travel trip, I'm just going to throw that out there. It's a Q&A. Because if people have listened this far, maybe I'll throw this in the beginning of the episode as well. If you have any questions for our potential 2022 travels, send an email to hello at wanderingamefully.com. We will answer them in next week's episode. Love it. So that'll be our little uh, final episode before we take a break for a month. And then we're going to come back with more business-focused content here on the pod. And now, to wrap things up, we've got movies. Last week, Carol wasn't feeling great, but now you're feeling great, which Uh is wonderful. We had to skip going over what was the fail of Submarine Saturday. Yeah, tell we, the people what happened. We alluded to this last weekend. Uh, you, you guys know us. You listen to this podcast. You know that we get in these like modes of movies where yeah. we're like, okay, now we're in. We like were in a, like a disaster. Then we went to specifically volcano, volcano disaster, and like you just like you're you're pick, piggybacked on things. Well, you really love like a crime thriller. Uh-huh. And so we've you know we've watched a good amount of those. And I was thinking there are some submarine 
crime thrillers. Yeah. Which is like a whole genre. Like there's probably 10 of them, maybe yeah. more. Yeah. And I was thinking, okay, like Hunt for Red October. Which is like I a very like a, critically acclaimed movie. I believe it was movie. an Oscar nominated movie. Yeah. Like 90 something percent of Rotten Tomatoes. And then Crimson Tide. Both of these movies, extremely well rated, reviewed, etc. Also in the 90s, which makes our hearts happy. Yeah. So we start watching The Hunt for Red October. Uh-huh. We get about nine to ten minutes into it. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know if I can do this. I am, with every passing minute, feeling like this is an utter waste of my time. Yeah. Oh, I know that sounds really, like, bad and very drastic, but I just was not enjoying it. Like, I no. feel like this is you with musicals, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You watch a musical and you're like, there is nothing enjoyable. No. And listen, I know that's blasphemous to you musical lovers out there. Yeah. I, too, am a musical lover and it hurts my heart every time. I've made him listen to every musical soundtrack I can think of to, like, show him no. the brilliance of it. And it does no. not register. No. But that's okay. Everyone has different tastes. That is how I feel watching this movie. I was just like, it's so slow. And I'll agree with you. It was insanely slow. So slow. The pace of the movie was so like... So slow. I could have watched a snail Bad cross accents. a street faster. Like, complicated, uh, you know, foreign it power just is not good. So we shut it off. Dynamics. And we were like, okay, maybe just this one was no good. Maybe it was just the pacing of that time was different. Let's watch the trailer for Crimson Tide. It's got yeah. Denzel, like, you know, a lot of things going in I didn't direction. even remember Denzel was on it. Yeah. We got about 16 seconds into the trailer for Crimson like, Tide. Nope. And Karen was like, I'm out. I am out. It turns out I submarine am allergic to submarine <laughs> dramas. Yeah, it's like me with musicals. It's, I am as allergic a genre, to musicals. Can't handle a submarine drama. I it's, saw the Book of Mormon with you. I understand what it is and how popular so it is. I did not enjoy it. You laughed. There were some funny lines, of course, but like afterwards, if you're like, "Would you ever do that again?" I would say no. That, Hamilton. In- oh, incredible! Stop! In- stop! <laughs> stop it! I understand the stop talent it. of it. I understand the production of it. Like, all that's amazing. Would I want to watch it again? No. I would rather burn my hand on a hot stove. I'm so sorry. I am so sorry for your loss. But you you can't watch that movie. So anyway, let's get to the movies we actually watch. No, no, no. Watch. I just need a moment of silence for your absolute <laughs> ignorance. Okay. Okay. We watched Breach. Okay. So yeah, then we were looking for, I was like, okay, let's Stay do in something that's thriller, in a crime thriller, but like what looks better. Vessel. And then we saw this movie and I was like, I don't remember ever seeing this movie. Never saw it. It had um, Laura Linney, yeah. who we love. Yeah. It had Ryan Felipe. Yeah. Who, okay. Yeah. And we were like, seems cool. Based yeah. on a true story. Yeah. Based on the the worst case of espionage. Yeah. Ever recorded, ever recorded or something like in like the U.S. by government. the FBI yeah. or whatever uncovered yeah. by the FBI. Yeah, and we thought that's cool. Sure. And so we watched this movie. Now I will say, it's a couple of weeks removed, so I have to remember. There are some parts about the main character, the bad guy, if yeah. you will, that you're supposed to not like him, yeah. right? But like, it's a little like there's definitely it's some homophobic, homophobic for sure things. Yeah. So trigger warning on that. Yeah. And um, it's not like crazy over the top but it just it's there like, yeah couple like, couple on. misogynistic things yeah. yeah i think the f word is used yeah so the I, homophobic f word yeah yeah just yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah um not okay with that but so it's a little hard at, at parts but again it's like part of it is that you're supposed to see that this person is kind of awful. messed up so yeah uh so not sure we would recommend watching that if those things right. are definitely like yeah that's not for me um if those things you can kind of like look past them and know them this is a movie made 25 years ago or whatever and, like, and understand that that doesn't make it okay yeah. then maybe yeah um it was a very i will say 
interesting story. Yeah. And to know that it was like, and it also just made me sit back and go like, why? Yeah. Like, why Why did he do why that? Why did he do that? Yeah, why did he do that? Interesting. Uh, it reminded me of the book Ghost in the Wires. I don't know if any of you have read that different book. Different than Ghost in the Shell. Uh, very different from oh, Ghost okay. in the Shell. Can you move your mic down just a little bit? You just like, you brought up to your mouth for some reason. You're like two inches from your mouth for the oh. past five minutes. Um, Ghost in the Wires, really good nonfiction book about a guy who did a lot of phone freaking, which may sound extremely foreign to you. I had no idea what that was until I read this book. Very interesting book. And he was like on the FBI's like most wanted list. Phone freaking sounds like a like a a churchgoer's uh term for like phone sex. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. we're doing a lot of phone a freaking. Lot of phone freaking. I don't know about those two that are doing a lot of phone freaking. If you for some reason read that book, you will probably like this movie. They're like very similar in feel. It's yeah. it's very interesting. Anyway, uh okay, so that was our first movie. Our second movie was uh, actually the next night because we had already like submarine Saturday was a fail we got through a breach and we're like let's just park it till next next night park it um you mentioned on a list of movies that you brought to me jumper yeah which is a movie i've seen a couple times yeah uh i very much remember the plot of the movie i, I rem- never saw it yeah i remember it being enjoyable just like a nice like popcorn flick of a movie stars hayden and christensen so, and samuel jackson yep and so what i remember about that movie is that it it was just panned. People were like, this yes. is so bad. I believe it got like 13% it of Rotten Tomatoes. It was something so low. And yeah. people were like, this is so bad. I think it was right after Hayden Christensen did Star Wars. Yes. It was like his next thing or whatever. People were like, this was awful. And so I thought I was getting into a movie that would be just like so... Like Prince of Persia. Yeah, very cheesy. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this will be good. We start watching it. We're like 10 minutes in. We're like, is, I'm sorry, is this good? This is this is good. This <laughs> like, is the opposite of Hunt for Red October like, right listen, now. Listen, it's not perfect. It's right. not it's not a like award-winning acting, but it is not 13% yeah. Yeah. bad. Uh, it, just a fun premise for a movie. Yes. Uh, the effects hold up now 20 some odd years I later. I think so. Uh, the acting was perfectly fine. Like there was no point where I was like, oh, this is so cheesy. So that was like, no, this is good. This yeah. is fine. Um, I, we really enjoyed we this really movie. Enjoyed it. Multiple times throughout it, we're like, I'm still at like a nine on this movie. <laughs> yeah. in our scale we do check-ins where you start at a ten. Yeah, everybody starts you with start a, at a ten. You start at a ten. Yeah, everybody starts with a chance. Yeah. of being a ten, and then you just are like, where are you at? Where are you at? Yeah, and you know, and then and sometimes it fluctuates. But yeah. we were just like, are we enjoying this? I think we've both fully solidly ended at a strong nine for this movie when it was over. You, a, you know I have a really hard time. I with know nines. you do, but for a Saturday, we watched on Sunday, but Saturday movie night classic. I gotta movie give night, it an eight. I gotta give it an come eight. Come on, you have to meet me at eight point five. This movie held our attention, had a couple laughs, was hokey at times, but was also fun at times. The effects were decent. All the acting was pretty good. What more do you want in a classic movie night? Movie night. There were some plot holes. There were some plot holes. Only because he was teleporting. <laughs> <laughs> I give it an eight. You can't make me change my mind. How about an mind. eight? Eight point five. Can you give me eight point two five? I'll give you eight point two five. Can you give me eight point four? No. I can't leave today without you doing it. My boss, he's really wrangling me. I have the leverage here. I need an eight point four before I can't go home to my wife and kids. That's okay. <laughs> well, I'm just gonna They're stay fine. Here. I'm just gonna She's stay. She's an independent woman. <laughs> in this movie theater. That I, I can sell give. Movie look ratings? at me. I yeah. can give you an eight point two five. How about eight point three? Absolutely got not. The wife and kids. Absolutely not. My kids gotta eat. What you need to understand <laughs> is this is made up, and so I have the leverage. <laughs> I will give you an 8.25. 8.275. Hey. <laughs> All right, you got a deal, but I'm not happy about it. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> you didn't know there's a bell curve. There's a bell curve. So it's a nine. That doesn't apply. It's a nine. Yeah, all the other kids. Do you know what a bell curve is? Yeah, all the other kids did terrible. So this takes yours up to a nine. Uh, that's great. Okay. All right, so Breach and uh, 
Jumper, uh, and I would say that I think Jumper is just a go-to breach. And the crossover skip. is just like, um, you know, handsome B B movie actors. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it really <laughs> in is. In a Ryan Phillippe and a Hayden Christensen, who were heartthrobs in their own right yeah. at one point, and then you just sort of disappear, and you're like, what were you doing? What were you doing? What were you doing? All right, those are our movies. That is our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. If you made it this far, you're a Thank true you f- cinnamon roller. True. Thank you for being a part of the Glasses Saga of 2021. Yeah. And hopefully we're on the mend. And it's just going to be all uphill from here. Downhill, whatever, you know. It's going to be a hill that we both want to traverse, up or down. Great. All right. Bye, everybody. Goodbye.